Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Revelry with High Five Tom and Will. What up, High Fly or High Fivers? Um, wow. Yeah, I, I know. It's it's been a day. It's been a week. Um, just still it's getting, been. you know, it's been uh, unplugged from the Matrix. But your boy, High Five Tom, and I've got my very, very good friend here, the Okerland nominated podcast, the co host of Ring of Honor Revelry. Will, how are you doing, my friend? Tom, I'm glad you survived the uh, the man-eating corn mazes of Idaho. Potato fields, well, potato. Well, there are potato. Corn. Yeah, potato fields. My bad. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, we flew mom out there. Um, you know, it's been a while since so my mom and I traveled together. You know, the the wife was really excited to see the in-laws. Um, we did miss our cats, but shout out to my good friend Josh. Uh, you can hear Josh as we showcased Carlito's way. Uh, but he fed the cats and our landlords, so that was huge. Um, so the cats were taken care of. And speaking of cats, I was say he fed your cats and your landlords. They come over and all have dinner together. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but actually, as we record this, this is our three-year gotcha anniversary of uh, Mr. El Chico Guapo and Queen Smokus of Domesticus. So, and anyone that knows Tom, um, he loves his cats. They're a big part of our family. So. And Chico is sleeping in the bed over there. So, but Will, better uh, better questions. I know you had to work for Turkey Day, but how's your holiday otherwise? It was fine. I mean, the the Thanksgiving at work. I mean, it's an easy payday at time and a half. I mean, it was there because a ton of people there. So, yeah, and you um, you guys didn't stay open like regular. You guys had abbreviated hours, right? Yep, store store closed at three. I was out of there by quarter after two. Sweet, not bad. And real quick, while we're doing shout outs, oh, I do want to shout out our, our uh, one of our favorite high fivers, uh, our good friend, Mister David Henry Bar the Third, made his his podcast debut uh, with the, the Godfathers of our friendship, the the Shining Wizards podcast. So, good job, Mister Mister Bauer. And also, I do want to shout out. Uh, soon to be part of um, a conversation on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, Mr. Eric Dillinger, the current, or actually the former ICW champion, as he was fucked on the championship last month, uh, and current Insane Eight champion, uh, debuted on AEW Dark this week. Hell yeah! So, um, good friend, yeah, good becoming a good personal friend, but definitely a fan favorite of ours. So, shout out to him. So. And Will, before we dive into our question of dishonor, do you have anything you want to share with the, the high fivers at all? I mean, the, the highlight of my week, obviously, other than this time we're spending together, is I found out one of uh, my coworkers used to be neighbors with former Ring of Honor superstar Brian Malonis. 
Yeah. And he uh, he didn't know he was a professional wrestler for a while. But he used to go hang out, have beers, watch football games, like the whole that's, thing. That's hilarious. I mean, and Malonis is, I mean, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a New Hampshire boy. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, we were talking to – I always thought he was from Pittsburgh, but that's because he's a Steelers fan, so. He's a Steelers fan. Um, I mean, it's it's tough to admit that right now because Steelers suck, but. <laughs> you said the Packers. Well, I mean, I, I've been off the NFL for a while, but Packers are horrible. They did put up a good fight against the Eagles, though. Um, they kept it interesting, so. Um, but, yeah, watching football at the in-laws is always interesting, but we'll just uh, we'll just leave that at that, so. Um, before we get too much into it, um, I will put this out in the ether. Um, my friend Todd Kaneko is going to be releasing. I, I keep saying I hope it's by Christmas because that's why I keep saying everybody's getting for a Christmas present, including me. Um, but there's going to be a re-release of his uh, poetry collection called The Dead Wrestler Allergies. But it's the championship edition, so it will have more pieces in it. That's cool. So I'm very excited for that. I have it looks battered because of how many times I've read it and I've brought it around and I've like shown it to people. Um, but it was originally put out by a small press out of Chicago called uh, Curbside Splendor, hmm. but they are no longer a thing. So the book is no longer available through any retail. Yeah. So if you go to Amazon, you can find like copies that are like available, just like if like a third party kind of seller has them, but it's not something you can go to like the publisher or like through Todd to get. Yeah. But the new edition is coming out soon. I am very excited. And if it's out by Christmas, Tom, you'll have a copy uh, for Christmas. Well, that's dope. Thanks, Will. Big fan of Todd's work. He's written lots of cool stuff that's not just about wrestling. He's written a lot of stuff about like metal. He's written essays about like being a young Asian American and getting into bands like Loudness because it's like it's a band that looks like me and it doesn't just a bunch of white guys with blonde hair. Yeah. And he wrote a really cool collection with a guy named, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I think it's Amrick Huey. Hmm. The, first, the first name's a, a challenging one to read on paper and be like, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Yeah. And I've never actually like heard him say his own name. I've only ever seen it written out. But they wrote a collection all about Slash from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> where they would each upload pieces into like a Google Drive and then edit each other's stuff and just like whatever. So it's just... They would upload it and then just not look at it. And then the other person would do whatever they wanted to with it. And that's what they put out. Hmm. It's pretty dope. It's very cool stuff. Yeah, you do hang out with a lot of very creative people, Will. So, I mean, I did go to art school. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think necessarily going to art school is a good idea. But I, I would not have the people in my life. You know, I want to have my long-term partner. I mean, if you want a butterfly effect, maybe I don't ever listen to the Shining Wizards. 
because I listened to the Shining Wizards because I listened to Neckbreaker because I knew yeah. the, the people in the bands who were doing the podcast. <laughs> yes. But the, there's a really cool, I mean, it's not huge. It's not outwardly huge, I should say. It's not like a big burgeoning community, but there is a really niche, like, pro wrestling writing community. That's crazy. Um, so, yes, yeah. and, that, and, that, and to that extent, too, I'll, I'll shout out uh, my friend Josh Olson. He runs, it's called Gimmick Press. And he's done a lot of efforts to get these pro wrestling minded writers kind of like like together or connected and whatnot. So very cool stuff. Yeah, like how do you start something like that? Like how do you start your own publishing company or whatever? I don't know. Maybe if we ever have a, a free week when we hit a point when Ring of Honor is not running, we can try to get them on and ask him. Yeah, I mean, we can do that. I mean, that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, um, I mean, I'd love to do that. I would love to see like the Wizards get somebody like that on too, because like it's they do bring on the book people every now and then, right? But it's always usually like a biopic kind of thing where it'd be kind of neat to get somebody on who's writing about like, fictional wrestling. Like if the Wizards get like. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson talking about like do a power bomb or yeah. something like that, where it's more of like it's pro wrestling, but more of like a fully creative take on it, and not just I wrote a not to downplay like I wrote a Sabu documentary or I wrote yeah you know like the like I love their interviews with the the guy who wrote the WCW book. That's mm. a great book. I haven't finished reading it because books like that are hard for me to get through. Like I bought it for my my friend Joe, who goes by the screen name Pure Evil, and he loved it. He's like, "This is so great! Like, there's a lot of stuff I already knew, and there's a lot of stuff I didn't know, but it makes so much more sense when you know the other stuff." Yeah, he's telling me, like, "Oh, you should almost like go ahead and like read these chapters, then go back because these will make more sense." I'm like, "That sounds like a lot of work to me." <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I mean, not to put myself over. Well, I mean, obviously, oh no, what, Tom, this is your show. Put yourself over all, all day, all night. Um, but there, you? Well, I mean, I'm besides this. I mean, I do two other podcasts besides the you know, the roundup, which I haven't put out fucking content in fucking forever. Um, sorry, Andy. I know we've got a review of Heather's that's been sitting in the queue for two fucking months. Sorry, Josh. We're gonna do a Rafifi. Sorry, Rob. We're gonna do hard boiled soon. Um, but well, there's no reason me and you can't have these people on the other podcasts. Um, Do you so, think they've seen death to Smoochie? I don't know. <laughs> have you seen death to Smoochie? Will? No. Well, you can hear a review of it. I, I, yeah. I have heard of it. I've heard of it. You got to watch it a couple times, but um, no, seriously, all bullshit aside. Will, I mean, obviously we'll talk off air, but um, let's fucking do it. I mean, I don't know. Sure. So um, yeah, and I love hearing stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's just a DIY, you know, independent spirit shit. I, I love stuff like that. So it's just like, I mean, like literally, how do you start your own printing company? I mean, uh, it works out. He's in your time zone. So, you know, you, you wouldn't have to struggle with coordinating the times. Yeah. So he's, he's actually, no, so the one company's out of Chicago, but where's he out of? Uh, he is in Detroit. Oh, sweet. I'm in a Red Wings fan, so kind of. 
uh, so. Todd's, Todd's in Michigan as well. He teaches at one of the colleges out there. Yeah, dude. There's, well, there's there's absolutely no. I mean, I'd love to. So um, we'll talk off air. So we've got so many goddamn ideas. We have to get our we have to book our first Ring of Honor Women's Champions here soon too. So we do, but you know that sounds like a lot of positives, Tom. But the, our question of dishonor this week <laughs> isn't having a very positive mood. Because let me tell you something, Tom. You see. There's just some people that I can't stand to have on my screen. And you, despite all the wrestling you've seen, all the shows you've been to, you can't come up with a question or an answer to our good friend at Irish Misfit, Brendan Haney. It's a question of a wrestler that you just hate, not because you hate them as a person, we're talking like the Xbox. We're talking about the this fucking guy reaction. <laughs> yeah. Well, Xbox was one of those guys. Like I said, as a kid, like our friends and I were like, dude, I, I could whip Xbox. I mean, it was like he was always the guy. Like, I could beat him up. Fuck that guy. Um, but yeah, listen, we have Brendan's question. Um, yeah, listen, this is this is kayfabe hatred. This is not real life. You're a piece of shit, Joey Ryan, Teddy Hart type thing. Um, and uh, do you know what his answer was, by the way? I don't, because I don't really talk to uh, to Brendan that much, actually. So He has a fucking loathing for Larry Zabisco. Can't stand, like, it, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll read the text. I, I read the text message thread, but it's not appropriate for Eric. No, I'm just kidding. I, I didn't realize he was so old that Larry Zabisco was the guy who was getting the heat. I know, and I love Larry Zabisco. I mean, that's right up my alley. I mean, to put in context for everybody, just as a reminder, I didn't start watching wrestling until like the end of 2002. Yeah. So Larry, Larry Zabisco was long gone by the time yeah. I, was, um, I was watching. Oh, it, it's it's hilarious. So, yeah, Brun and I have been, been, uh, been texting back and forth about that all day today. Oh, had me fucking rolling. And I uh, shout out to him, actually. Uh, he is the new – what's his new position with the Wizards? Like, he's the the research uh, guru. Oh, did he did he take on the uh, – like, the, yeah, the, the, the Wizards apprentice or whatever? Yeah. So, he's the official um, – so, Brunnen, sorry, I haven't texted you back. I will text you back after this, but I uh, will shut you on here. But He's yeah, the you official know. stat guy of the Shining Wizards, huh? Yeah, that's pretty dope. So, um, yeah, and like I said, we we say it all the fucking time. But seriously, follow Shining Wizard. I mean, they, I mean, they do a great job of including everybody. They really, really do. I I've, I've got to watch the their After Dark. Yeah, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Because um, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, is this the episode? I'm like, no, it's just a half hour. I have, I have to listen to the rest of the episode first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, their, their anniversary show, Will and I were both a part of that. Um, you know, obviously our good friends, uh, KTG, um, JJ Rogue, a personal friend of mine. Uh, Brett was on there, your arch ne- nemesis, at least football wise. So, um, listen, in order to be a nemesis, you have to be a threat. And the Steelers are a threat to nobody this year. So, <laughs> bunch of scrubs. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad asked me because they had the Monday night game. Was you going to watch the game? I'm like, no. <laughs> And and, <laughs> and they won, but <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll um so yeah, basically Brun's question is what wrestlers do you hate? Um, you know, and this is kayfabe in the ring heat, and I, I don't know why I'm fucking spacing this so bad. 
Um, yeah, I've I mean, got two. I feel like it comes in waves. Because when I first think of like wrestlers I hate, I, th- I go back to like when I first started watching it, and I was kind of – I was more of a – I'll call it – I was more of an active viewer, whereas I was more willing to kind of buy into what they were selling. Right. So if they positioned it where I wasn't supposed to like this guy, I didn't like this guy. I never liked the heels, whereas now it's like, oh, the heels are way better. Baby faces are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd say now, I mean, it's not too different from what I've already brought up on the podcast. Like, Jay Lethal still doesn't do anything for me. Eddie Edwards, I don't know if I hate, but there's like, I feel like it's automatically like points away from like my excitement level. It's just like, he's just kind of vanilla. Like my the worst part of my night the other night when I watched Full Gear was when I realized I could sit through the Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Sting Darby match, and I'm like, this is horrendous. That I just sit through this. Yeah. And I got in Jeff Jarrett was actually probably one of those people on the list for a while. Um, but after listening to his podcast list, I've really kind of come around. He was awesome. We saw him at GCW. I kind of like this whole last outlaw bit. Um, he looked solid in the match, I thought. I mean, all things considered. So, um, but so maybe I don't necessarily like hate anybody, but I mean, there's, there's definitely people that like get like the audible groan or like the, oh, this just, this is tanking my, my interest a lot. Yeah. Well, uh, to stick to bring up a new Japan answer, Master Wado mm. drains the excitement out. Bushi, big LIJ guy, but Bushi does nothing for me. Yeah, I the hair, but now, now he's tag teaming with Teton Tag oh. League, and I'm behind in Tag League, so that's a good fucking thing because Teton is uh LIJ now. Um, that's I've heard uh. Ring of Honor alumni, these men don't kneel. I've heard they're doing exceptionally well. Nice. That's awesome. And their their backstage promos, you know, maybe not as good as Jeff Cobb uh, cutting a promo against the wall. But oh, I, I love that man. Um, I've met the Jeff Cobb in, in the real life. Uh, he's always been really nice to me. Um, he signed a picture for my wife as Matanza from Lucha Underground. Um, go out of your way. Uh, Will Will sent me over the Twitter machine. Watch this Jeff Cobb promo after he got missed from the great Muda. Uh, Muda, fucking amazing. Um, is it correct? Yeah, I, I I loved it. I love Jeff Cobb, but it, it, they finally got the show. You know, because he doesn't get to talk much. I mean, he can cut a pretty good promo. Um, don't kid yourself. So. Um, but yeah, but wrestlers I hate, so I'm gonna. I, I've got kind of a funny story, so this actually goes with um, ours. One wrestler in like I'm gonna say 2016, 2017, I fucking hated. Um, but then four years later, I'm driving all the way to Minnesota to see them win the AEW championship. Adam Page, I hated Adam Page at first. You hated Adam Page before, before the whole. Before Hogan knew who he was, I mean, I just saw him like, here's this just stupid, dumb as fucking box of rocks jock 
Super you, fucking vanilla. He you wasn't hated, you. He's still Hangman Adam Page, but he had yeah. the coolest bullet. Like of all those goofy Bullet Club like signature things, his was by far the coolest one. I hated him. I couldn't stand him. Can't stand. See, uh, I mean, I guess that's a that's a more exciting answer than mine being people like you know. I had my run where I hated John Cena. My stretch time where I hated Roman Reigns. I never did. I've always I'm, dug Roman Reigns. I'm kind of over. I'm over Chris Jericho. I, I think if there, that's like probably the one that I, I for something I see most often. And it's not just because he's the Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, that does have a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I hate Albert Albert Del Rio. Uh, that was, I mean, in real life and in the ring. Uh, I, I hated his move. I hated the stupid, like, them holding themselves up so he could stomp on them. It's like, just like go over the ropes and just hang down again, and he's going to miss. <sighs> Why are you holding on to the ropes? Yeah, it's yeah, it's dumb, but... Yeah, I mean, back in when he just started joining Bullet Club, you know, I didn't know anything about the kid. I just thought he was a dumb jock. That I found out the fucking kid graduated college, you know, before I could drink alcohol... Um, I've obviously come around. I actually own a couple Hangman t-shirts. Um, I literally did drive to Minnesota to see him win the championship. I've come around. Um, but, yeah. my my it, well, it used to be my biggest piece of wrestling memorabilia, and then I got, like, turnbuckle covers and the, the Ring of Honor tag belt signed by the Briscoes. But I entered a thing called, it's called Boxamania, where it's like, you pick a number, you you pay, you buy in, you pick a number, and like, up oh, here's this prize. It's going to go to this number, kind of deal. I want it's big, like when it's like twenty four by something. Like it is a like even the tube it's in is a sizable tube. When it was delivered to my apartment door, because when they show it on like the thing when they're running through, they show you like the, the picture of like what it is. I'm like, yeah. Oh, so I'm getting like a signed eight by ten. And then it shows up, and I'm like, it's fucking big. <laughs> yeah. But it says Bullet Club logo, signed by Adam Page, $40 to enter this, this random drawing, and that's what I got. I was stoked. I mean, AEW had just started at the time. I liked Adam Page from his stuff in dealing with the decade, which we'll get to yeah. in a couple of years. But yeah, well, he he definitely obviously turned around on me. I mean, his performance, the final battle, um, 2018, was fucking that whole you know moonsault off the fucking balcony thing. Um, yeah. So, but will I do actually? What a, what a great segue! I, I know if you want to bring up something else, but what a great segue to talk about Adam Page. Yeah, we will talk about him a little bit later. So. Um, but I do actually have a couple wrestlers that I do hate. Will. Oh man, it, I hope it's not the Great Opossum and Thunder Frog. No, no, no. I I would never hate the Great Opossum for some odd fucking reason. This is funny because his brother. We've seen his brother a couple times this year. Uh, his brother from Paradise City, Matt Seidel. I don't know why. I just can't stand. And he's totally like my kind of wrestler. The smaller, flippy-dippy guy. And because he looks like Matt Seidel, 
I can't stand Alex Shelley and the Motor City Machine Guns. Don't ask me why. They put on some of the best fucking matches I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And you give me Alex Shelley and Kushida, fucking love it. Time Splitters, all about it. But for just for some odd fucking reason, I don't, I, I can't tell you why, Will. Um, it's not spit in your face hate. You know, if I saw him, I would shake his hand probably. I just can't, you know, I just can't stand Matt Seidel. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't hate this episode of Ring of Honor. <laughs> so you're bringing it back up? Um, bring it back. Like, I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but this is kind of like the, the new season of Ring of Honor, if you will. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's uh, well, it's yeah. been really good. Let's, uh, I mean, I mean, if he promos, if he promos here and there, but overall, see, I'm not smart like Will. I have to go to my notes. Um, notes, notes are for people who want to succeed. Uh, but we're gonna actually do something a little different because um, this is our fucking podcast, and like Will said, let's just segue into it. We do see Adam Page in this um, TV or this episode of TV. Will. We do. He's in the. He was in the first match, right? Second. Second match. Yes. He, he got the jobber entrance. He was already in the ring. Yeah, he was already. You know. Um, That's right. It was the second match. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just skip yeah. right to it. Fuck it. You know, we do we do what we want. Will. Um, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to talk about. I mean, really, the talk about that is post match. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, Adam Page still. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. He is, I don't know if we brought, but he's facing God's gift, uh, QT Marshall. And like I said, Will recommended a while back that QT Marshall movie on Tubi. Check it out; it's a really good documentary. Uh, but God, like you said, Adam Page is 20 years old, and Kevin Kelly has put him over fucking. Hard. He's some plucky young kid from a tobacco farm in Virginia who wears a trucker hat that matches his trunks. He wasn't wrong. Those are all facts. That, that is discount pro wrestler. <laughs> well, I mean, he's only 20 years old, you know. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's a, he's a professor. I mean, how much money can we make? And so, um, but if uh, for anyone that's uh, like your first episode or if you haven't been following along, uh, QT Marshall is managed by R.D. Evans. And uh, R.D. Evans gets, I uh, do go out with, uh, with, um, with QT, uh, but R.D. Evans is on the, you know, he's on the, he's on the call for a little bit. He is. The the new guy did pretty well uh, with uh, Kevin Kelly. He did, but when we go back to the first match, I got a, a couple little gripes, but we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. <laughs> I think you probably know what I'm talking about, but, um, well, yeah, I mean, a solid match, um, I mean, Paige gets that fucking that kick thing he did, fucking shattered fucking QT's nose. Yep. Um. Yeah, and already already Evans is on the call. Um. You know, he, he Kevin went, Kelly asked him if he was gonna take him out back and put a bullet in him since he broke his nose like he ditched Champa. Yeah. Um. Kevin Kelly got into it with RD. Um. Oh, my notes got deleted. So, um, 
Yeah, but he runs down Prince Nana. Um, you know, he moved to the United States and he learned all about predatory business practice, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he said, I'm not from America, but I learned that that's how things get done. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you said, it was hilariously, I mean, yeah, like just leave on Ciampa. Like, and we haven't seen Ciampa since. I wonder if he's legit hurt. Well, yeah, yeah I think that was a legit knee thing. Um, yeah, and they do, uh, they do bring up that QT's got a very rich daddy. And that's obviously why R.D. Evans is hanging out with him. Uh, but yeah, at the end or in the middle of the match, Kevin Kelly and R.D. It gets a little gets a little snippy. It does. Kevin Kelly apologizes. Yeah, after R.D. kind of storms off. Um, they apologize, just like R.D. Evans is just not somebody he likes, and uh, they do. Uh, you know, Kevin Kelly does put over the fact that the pay, the town that Adam Page is from, the entire town is watching Ring of Honor TV this week to support their homeboy. So. Of course, all ten people. Yeah, um, but yeah, QT Marshall gets the reverse slam for the win uh, with the busted nose. Uh, pretty decent camera work here, you know, getting the, the busted nose and everything. So then there's the point where he was like rubbing Page on the mat to like kind of like wipe up the blood. Yeah, and he yeah he took a bunch of blood and wiped it down Page's back before the slam and everything. So, but will like you alluded to earlier, the post match shenanigans. There, oh. there's a there's a figure who emerges. Prince Nana. Prince Nana. Comes from the top rope, beating the tar out of Artie Evans. He he literally, literally beating the pants off him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Artie does he does a, a really good job in this. And then uh, afterwards, you know, Prince Nana beats him up and uh, they get him to the back, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Nigel gets in the ring, and uh, they've got Artie's got a promo. Um, he's you know he's mad because he's been violated physically uh, by Prince Nana, but more importantly, emotion. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, Prince Nana's he's got the restraining order. Nana's not supposed to be in the building, so Nigel does this match of the year. I'm calling it now. This is gonna be the match of the year. This might be match of the millennium. Yeah. Final battle. We're going to get R.D. Evans versus Prince Nana. We are. And uh, Nigel, and this is a little awkward, um, he's going to book this match even if uh, Artie's got the genitals of a four-year-old boy. Yeah, that's, that was a little weird. <laughs> um, that, was a, that was a weird one. Yeah, just like... <laughs> um, one of the moments that when I, when I said questionable promos, that, that was uh, one of the moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, if, if Jeff R.D. Evans and QT Marshall do not like it, they can leave Ring of Honor. And I wonder if this is where QT Marshall does leave because he's um, he short lived for the Ring of Honor life. So we'll see what happens there. But um, he was literally there for like a cup of coffee. He won yeah. his contract. He's been on TV like three times, and he's going to be out. Yeah, uh, Nigel definitely looking like James Bond with his with his suit and everything. So, um, but yeah, that was the second match of the night. So we're going to bounce back. Um, because like I said, well, we do whatever the hell we want. Um, but our first match, well, first of all, um, we do get, uh, you know, the new guy, the new color guy, uh, Colby Seltzer, uh, the new guy, at least for the time being, uh, the voice of New England sports. So I'm not sure what teams he's associated. Uh, he does sound good though. I mean, he's definitely got, I mean, a voice for radio. He um, doesn't have the accent. He doesn't have that mass. And that- no, um, you know, so he sounds good and, and reasonably knowledgeable, um, you know, but first match, Will, 
is them boys versus the headbangers. The headbangers. Now they're being called the headbangers. It'd be interesting to kind of look up. I wonder if they had a tough time clearing that or something. It, it is interesting. Even Kevin Kelly points out in commentary, it's like, why come in as the house of truth? Why not just come in as you're the headbangers? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, they kind of questions why they were under the hood. They're such a recognizable face, but um, they've been tag teaming for 16 years at this point. And then I kind and of, were, and they were over with the crowd. Yeah. I and mean, people had signs and everything. So, um, yeah, but 16, but then I was kind of doing the math. I'm like, well, 96. I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. So, yeah, because when they had, so they had their run in WWE. So, what, late 90s, probably? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, but yeah, this is where Seltzer kind of lost me here a little bit. Um, you know, Kevin Kelly's like, oh, yeah, they're used to being in, in mosh pits. And like, yeah, Seltzer says, yeah, they meant hanging out in the mosh pits for Motley Crue. I was like, I don't, I don't think people moshed at Motley Crue anymore, especially not in 2000, not even in 2012. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am a big Motley Crue fan. That is, it is a fact. Um, I've seen Motley Crue in concert, but, um, and, a mosh pit? No. No. Um, it's a little out of touch there. And then Kevin Kelly's like, yeah, they found each other in the punk scene. And blah, 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 blah. So I was like, eh, you know, sorry. Yeah, maybe I'm just being, you know, snooty gatekeeper guy here. And I'm like, stay out of my music scene. But whatever. Um, but I mean, all in all, I mean, all bullshit I will not a bad match. Um, no. You know, very stiff. I mean, it's, it's this isn't a technical classic. Um, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the match, uh, Mark jumps out and attacks one of them. Then Jay gets a roll up for the win. Um, you know, these big WWF guys. This is anti AEW booking. They haven't gotten a win yet at all. Oh, um, so we'll see, but. You know, uh, Will, this is one of my favorite times of the week. It's uh, my national or my shout out for Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe, you are a national treasure. Uh, just being fucking hilarious. I think, was he ringing the bell at the end of the match? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I saw him over by the table just, you know, fucking goofball. And then I kept hearing the fucking bell ring. And I'm like, well, someone not, someone's not getting beat up. So... <laughs> Great, great, great TV opener. Always a big fan of tag team match opening up. Yeah, and they went straight. I mean, they went to which is not really Ring of Honor style lately. So yeah, they went straight to the action. Um, Maynard is Colby Seltzer, and that was it. Um, we do get a quick, and after that, we get a quick final battle promo. Uh, they keep calling it Doomsday. I keep forgetting it's the apocalypse. Doomsday. Um, and then I think it's official, but I mean, we are going to get Elgin versus Strong. Yep, now you're going to be the match. And then Roddy cuts a promo and just trashing Elgin. Um, and then we get a kind of a, I don't want to say awkward promo, but it's a little weird that we get Davey Richards uh, talking to Nigel McGinnis. And Nigel's like, Davey, you're hurt. You can't wrestle. He's like, Nigel, I know you. You're one of the toughest guys ever. How many times do you wrestle hurt? This is a pain game or something like that. So Maybe not the question to ask a guy who can't wrestle anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about your hepatitis. Um, but uh, I, I know we say this a lot. 
you know, for people that aren't familiar, go back and watch Nigel McGuinness matches. Um, Will, I don't know if you have or not yet. No. Um, no. <laughs> you, you didn't watch your homework the other day with Nigel McGuinness versus Jerry Lynn? No. Nope. But watch Nigel McGuinness matches. Um, definitely recommended. So I will take it into, under consideration. <laughs> well, where's this progress? Um, but obviously, Davey wants to wrestle. Um, but yeah, he's also pissed off that Red Dragon. They're not Red Dragon yet, but we're just going to call him Red Dragon for. You know, they're, they're not calling them CNC Wrestle Factory either, but guess what? That's what they are. Yeah. Um, and for those that are not aware, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish will eventually be called Red Dragon, Red Dragon. If you didn't know already, if you have, um, if you've been living under a rock the last couple of years. Yeah. So whenever we talk about Red Dragon, we are talking about uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Yeah, but you know, Edwards or uh, David wants Edwards. He wants to bring back the American Wolves to, you know, to beat up these two. Yeah. But I mean, but. But Eddie Edwards is uh, in Japan, still doing Noah. Yeah, and he's not getting back to the states until the day before final battle. We're not going to know what's going to happen, Will. They've only sent an email. Nobody's actually talked to Eddie yeah. Edwards. Yeah. Do you think they do it? I mean, you have you watched the show already? Have you gone forward and watched the final battle? No, I have watched it before, but I don't remember because I didn't know the context. So I'm not sure if he shows up. So I don't know if it's if it's going to be Reed Dragon versus Davy Richard. I guess I mean because I guess what it sounded like is Nigel's going to give him the match regardless if Edwards shows up or not. That's kind of what my impression was. So um, I guess we'll find out. Will and you will. And then we have countdown to Doomsday, right? Countdown, yeah. Inside the room, countdown to, to Doomsday. We find out that uh. Rhett and BJ Whitmer are going to get a New York Street fight versus get Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team because oh this this Wrestling Greatest Tag Team promo oh Shelton Benjamin <laughs> yeah it's so bad yeah you suck your mama sucks um, we're we're gonna chop your balls off and eat your children. <laughs> Jesus Christ, did we go to the fucking Mike Tyson version of or school promos? Um, yeah, also they do show Kyle O'Reilly um, on the mic. Oh, that's right. They, they play back that whole, that whole bit. I hate you, Davey. I love you, Davey. I just it's, want my it's, big It's brother. almost more excruciating seeing it like when they cut out all the dead air than when it was initially happening. At least when it was initially happening, I'm like, Oh, come on. Don't you see where this is going? Yeah. Come on, Davey Richards. Um, like, you stupid baby face. The hubris of the baby face. Yeah. So, um, you know, like we said about well, 38 seconds old, uh, might be Miracle Wolves versus Reed Dragon. Um, should be fun. Uh, then we, you know, the recap, we're going to get Matt Hardy versus Adam Cole for no apparent reason, just because Matt Hardy was earned on Adam Cole. Um, your current TV champ. He's been TV champ for a while. Yeah, um, he hasn't defended it a whole lot, though. We have a very angry Jay Lethal versus Rhino. Yep. And Jay Lethal is still pissed off he's going to get a title shot. Um, and he can't get one. Well, Kevin Steen's got titles, so. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's two people. Davey Richards can't go for the title, and Jay Lethal can't go for the title. Wait, why can't Davey Richards go for the title? Because that was part of Cornette's thing, that if 
he got one more shot to go after the belt, and if he didn't oh, win, that's right. See, Will, this is why you're Oprah nominated, and I'm not. This is why I don't take notes. Yeah, the stuff so, just goes right there, and it's like, oh, it's right. Yeah, so that's why you've got to bring in a guy that's only wrestled one time in the past year uh, for your main event or your biggest show. The, <sighs> correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like there was a Roger Strong promo that we either haven't talked about yet or we missed talking about. Um, in, well, regards, yeah. in regards to the, the Elgin match being made. Yes, it's coming up. I mean, it's coming up. I think so. Yeah. In case it doesn't come up again, there was a Roger Strong promo. Yeah. Roger Strong mean- obviously is game for this match. He's like. Yeah, he runs down Elgin, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm the greatest. You know, you're in my shadow, blah, 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 blah. Um, Roddy's a unique promo, we'll say that. Um, but we do, like we talked about last week, we are getting that tag team match um, where the champions do have to be in the decision. They do. But if yeah. you want to win the belts, you have to pin the champs. Yep. And if the champs want it, if the champs want to defend it, they have to pin somebody. Like it, like we talked about. Pretty excited about that. It should be a fun match. Oh, it'll be a great match. The, the the parts in that match are all great. So as long as they give it enough time, yeah, should be good. Um, Jerry Lynn's last match. Uh, I don't know if we talked about. Who do you think it'll be? I do think. Huh? Beats the hell out of me. I think Mike Bennett. I think. Um, and a real quick shout out to Mike Bennett. Uh, this is totally um, off the rails here, but Mike Bennett had a great match against Hartenbauer um, at AAW Windy City Classic, which will also come up here in a little bit. Um, so go out of your way to watch that match. It was a it was an end of a few great match. Uh, put over Hartenbauer, Hartenbauer. This is in my book. So, but speaking of Bennett, though, Will, um, we do get seen in Bennett next week. You know, so will Mike Bennett throw a wrench into Planet's final battle? I'm guessing probably not. Probably not. It'll be a great match, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we go to our main event. And, uh, you know, Will, I know you're still – we just talked about this, actually. Now it's time for the main event. Does he still do that? Is that a thing? Still? You're asking the wrong person, Tom. Yeah. I don't watch. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I should. I stopped watching Rampage a year and a half ago. Um but I will. I I thought you right away. Obviously, as Daisy comes out with his favorite, you know, Metallica "Kill 'Em All" album. She um, even though "Saint Anger" is your favorite Metallica song. Um, oh, it sure is. One hundred percent. Fight me. Fight me in the uh, comments. But not a lot of build to this match. It's kind of they just kind of. I mean, I know they've put on fucking classics before. Um, and I kind of wish I they knew. name they name dropped Showdown in the Sun a lot. Now, yeah. I was like, damn, Tom's favorite Ring of Honor show we watched this year, Showdown in the Sun. Way better than Glory by Honor. I mean, best in the world anniversary show, nothing compared to Showdown, Showdown in the Sun. Um, but I wish I knew when this was taped. The reason I say that is because Richards and Elgin had a fucking five-star classic for AEW, the Windy City Classic that year, on November 24th. Um, would Cage Match tell you, or would it just tell you the air date? Uh, that's a good... Yeah. You, you, you talk. I'll, I'll pull it up. 
Okay. Um, yeah, so basically our main event is Davy Richards versus Michael Elgin. Um, we've seen this match before, but this match fucking delivered. You know, before the match, um, we do get Truth coming down. Uh, Truth wants to talk to Elgin, you know, and Truth's like, you know, Elgin, you know, you had your title shot versus Kevin Steen, and you were so, so close. Great match, by the way. Glory by honor. Totally recommended. I know we've talked about it, but if you're new to the show, check out Kevin Steen versus fucking Michael Elgin, and then review Tom and Will's thoughts about it because we fucking love that match. Uh, but Truth Martini is basically like, hey, you would have won that match. You know, if I'd been there, um, you know. I, yeah, he's like, I let you down. I wasn't there for you because Rhino hurt me so bad. Yeah. That's why I wasn't there. Um, but True says if he doesn't wrestle Roddy, he promises, promises all the hoopla in the world, he'll get another title shot and he'll be there for him. Uh, but, you know, but Elgin promises if you don't leave the ring, I'm going to beat your ass. So, um, I do like their lack of promos with Elgin. I do like when he talks, but they keep it short and sweet. I always enjoyed that. So, so cage match. If I'm looking at the 2012, this is before. So it lists the Davy Richards, uh, Michael Elgin match that we're talking about happening on November 3rd. Oh, no shit. 2012. Okay, that makes sense. And then your AAW match November was November 24th. Great Happy fucking match. Happy guess. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, this match was good. I was doing other stuff because I made a turkey tonight, and I, I had to I had to use it because yeah. it was thawed out and whatnot. But, so I was doing a lot of that and a lot of cleaning, so I wasn't actually actively watching this match. But it was... It was a really good match. Yeah, for a TV main event for two guys that have done this a couple times before. I mean, um, the, the Truth Martini stuff where he's like, if you don't get out of the ring, I'm going to make what Rhino did to you with sunshine and lollipops. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, he had class steel and protein powder in Japan. I never found that thing about him doing like a stand-up comedy show. I've got to try to find that and send it to you. Oh my god, I'd be hilarious just thinking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, not not a lot to say to this match, but like Bill said, go out of your way to watch it if you can. Um, great fucking match. I mean, I mean, they used to have great chemistry. You know, you know, this match is not nearly as good as their 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 AEW match. Is one of the re- matches that got me into wrestling, got me into David Richards, got me into AAW. I will try and track it down and see if that's a solo match. Um, I'll to talk to Trent about that, but great fucking. Oh, yeah, match. We, we know Tom loves AAW. I do. I do. They um, probably send him $5 in the mail every week. Like, hey, talk about AAW. Maybe. So. Hey, whatever. No, I, I respect the hustle. Um, no, it, was, it was a cool match. There was like the story going in about like, Richards being hurt, and then like when Elgin slapped on a cross face, I'm like, ooh, not part of his normal move set, but he knows it's a move. That's t- taken that, him out before. It's taken him out before. And, you yeah. know, we have like the we have like the standing superplexes where he's like got him up for like the suplex, and he just like walks up the ropes and then superplexes. Bananas. Yeah, it's Michael Elgin really 
could have been a goat. He could have been massive. Massive. If he had better character work, either better, more time learning promos or just a better mouthpiece throughout the whole thing. If he wasn't a piece of shit. But then I think towards his end, the end of his time, he like tried out for a baseball team and that didn't go over well because he didn't get approval first. Wait, what? We'll talk about it later, but yeah, there was, he tried out for Michael Elgin? Yeah. For a baseball team? Some Canadian baseball team and Ring of Honor did not like that. It was not cleared ahead of time. Wow. Because he was featured and then all of a sudden he was like not. They're like, oh yeah, Michael Elgin's like not in the country right now. Because <laughs> he was in Canada. Playing baseball. Interesting. Um, but Will, the fucking finish of this match though. No lie, when I first started watching Ring of Honor, he was like the first guy that stood out to him. Like, I like this Michael Elgin guy. Yeah, he's he's country strong. Because he had, he had that at the time, obviously it's a little sour to say now, but like he had that Chris Benoit thing. Where it's like he's not like he's kind of a shorter guy, but like he's suplexing people around. You can tell he's just got like that, like that, like that Canadian goose aggression. It's just yeah. like deep down in there. And yeah. the feats of strength are ridiculous. Astounding. Um, yeah, like so they had that one where Richard's on the outside that you talked about, and he just picked him up while he's on the ropes. And just backed off the ropes and fucking super. Just like, what? What are you doing? That is not normal. Dude's crazy strong. You know, and he and he's not fucking. I mean, he's big, he's thick, but he's not fucking shredded. He's not like you know Hulk Hogan or right. Roy Out either. You know, I mean, he's got thighs the side of my fucking head. Um, but the end of this goddamn match, holy shit! Um, you know, these two beat the tar out of each other, but at the end, uh, Davy goes for a duck down. Catches a fucking wicked knee that would have knocked me into goddamn fucking 2013. Um, then and then he stands him up and then Elgin smashes him in the back of the head with an elbow and he does a spinning back fist. Richard is still goddamn standing and he gets a fucking buckle bomb on him into the power bomb. And then he gets the 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 one two three. That finishing sequence, like Jesus Christ, Davy Richards. I mean, Richards got some like Richards got like that spin. Was it? I want to say it was a spinning tombstone. Like he like picked him up and like hit him with a tombstone and like yeah. shit like that too. It's like they they were laying it all out there. People said, yeah. you know, it's they said it was one of the most praised matches of the year, so they said let's do it again. Yeah. Um now that Elgin's on his baby face run. Yeah. Post match he's helping Davey Richards get up and we get that great zoom in. Yeah, that was nice camera work. You know, after the handshake, that big old coat of honor. Yeah, Um, we get that was awesome chance at the ice bags. Yeah, that was a really that was a really good shot. Like I said, every once in a while, the camera guys for Ring of Honor will nail it. Most times they miss it, but that one they fucking. It was like that opening scene in Predator with with Schwarzenegger and the other guy. You sign up a bitch, like that's. Did you really just put out a, a Predator reference there, Will? Um, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, and then you know they they close up. We you know we get Steen and Bennett next week. Uh, but they also do mention that they are going to go over. Um, 
generico and Steen's history. You know, so and we're going like, to hear from Scum. Definitely. Oh, we're going to hear from Carino and Jacobs about their tag team match for the first time. And we're going to hear from Steen about uh, his thoughts about his match coming up. Yeah. So um, looking forward to it. So, um, Will, I know you've been pretty excited about Ring of Honor TV lately. Um, you know, like we always do this time of year, um, besides talking about what Tom was doing at this time two, 10 years ago, um, would you have kept watching Ring of Honor if you saw this on TV? Yeah. That's your one of your most resounding guesses in a while. Um, like, like I said, the, if you want to call it a new season, if you want to call it like the, the Nigel GM era, if you will, been really good it's been a really good step in a good direction it's fresh it's been the episode's been feeling good i mean you still have some kind of eh things that you're just going to have i mean some people just can't cut promos and you still have just the way they structure their shows like you said like when was this tape like we still hit stuff like that where it's like oh well we've already seen some fallout from this thing but they haven't acknowledged it on this yet but I think the episodes overall have been great. I think Nigel as the on-screen, even though he's more present than Cornette was, yeah, he feels more of like an integrated part, and not just like, oh, we're gonna shoehorn Cornette out there. Yeah. Can I say I hate Cornette? Sure can. He's not a wrestler per se. You can say whatever you want. Miracle will. I have a feeling I'm maybe with a bad knowing I think of ten people I really fucking hate. So we might get an identity for this. Nikita Lyons. There's another one for you. Did, you. did you see the gif that I, I retweeted on Twitter where she just like did like a spinning bump for like no reason? Yeah. She's a... It's like when you're just fucking around in 2K. <laughs> yeah. She's something else. So, um, man, NXT, that really hurts, but... Um, yeah, I'm with you, Will. I'm not quite as excited, a little bit less. But that final match, I mean, I mean, the in-work, we got some new fresh blood. We got some Adam Page in there. Um, you know, got more with QT Marshall. You know, this Prince Nada, Artie Evans thing is going to be interesting. Um, maybe get a return of Ciampa. Um, you know, and all bullshit aside, man, I mean, obviously, we love the Briscoes on this show. Um, we're part of a family that all loves the Briscoes. That Headbangers Briscoes match was a lot of fun. It wasn't technical, but it was a great opener. No. Um, they didn't know, even get they didn't even get through going over the tail of the tape. They had to, they had to get to the action because they were just brawling out. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah, because they had the graphic up, and then you could hear them fighting. So that was kind of funny. Um, and all in all, Colby Seltzer not bad. I mean, besides the the Motley Crew Mosh Park comment, which just kind of comes off. Really, maybe we're just being smarky because you know we're like intelligent music fans. Um, and I love Motley Crue, don't get me wrong, but I mean, all in all, I thought he did super solid. He sounds great. Um, he sounds like he has a decent idea of what he's talking about. Um, he's super professional, so I don't think, obviously, he'll be the long-term solution. Um, he's probably just for these tapings, but I don't know. We'll see. Eventually, yeah. eventually, Carino winds up on commentary. Yeah. But again, I don't remember exactly when, because obviously he wasn't tag team champ when he was... Yeah. On commentary, he was just Steve Carino. Yeah. Yeah, and Steve Carino actually just wrote the forward to a book I just read. So, 
But an old what book is what, what book is that? Because I feel like I remember seeing something about him writing. It's called Theater of the Absurd by this guy Tom Stone. Uh, he's an old AA or AWA jobber out here in the Midwest. You can see Carino had his last match at BCW with him in 2012. I don't want to say it because we always just plug them, but I want to. Has Matt from Shining Wizards talked about that? I don't think so. I'd be kind of shocked if he had. It's a relatively into a, a so mid. It must have been you, must have been you then, because I know you talked about it before. Yeah. But that's neat. Wrestlers that's should wrestlers should write books. Yeah, um, I actually just got um, Tito Santana's autobiography. Don't call me Chico. You are because Jesse the Body Ventura wrote the forward for that one. Um, and they were like best friends, but fuck, he was super hard on Chico. So, you uh, you gonna watch the Bruno documentary? Yeah, I'll get to it eventually. Um, I need to. I mean, it's yeah. Well, I don't know how Tubi works because all of a sudden they got an influx. There's a lot of really good fucking movies. All of a sudden, you know, Lucha Underground. Like, I just watched Last Boy Scout the other day. One of my fucking favorite movies of all time. Death Proof's on there. Um, I don't know if you're are you a Tarantino guy or no? I've liked what I've seen. Okay. I haven't seen a lot. Like I think I mean I've seen more of his later stuff, which I think is just it's it's just kind of gone a bit uh, like a, a bit gratuitous. Yeah. Like the the hateful eight or whatever it was that was called. I felt like that was extremely long. And the ending was just it was very gratuitous. It was very Tarantino. Yeah. But again, it's like we were talking about in pre-production, we're talking about like Metallica. And you could say like the WWE, you hit a certain level. And it's like, you're going to do whatever you want. Nobody's going to sit there and be like, hey, Quentin, you know, maybe you should tone back the blood this time. Yeah, the puke, in that, the, the puke scene in that one. That's that's uh, that. Kill Bill Volume 1, though, really good. Didn't like Kill Bill Volume 2 as much. Hmm. And I watched them back to back. Yeah, I always wonder if he comes as one movie or two. It's one movie that he said he split into two. But I feel like I could have seen Kill Bill Volume 1. Give it the name. It's Kill Bill Volume 1. Don't even give me the part two. I would, I would have been fine with that just being like the experience. Because it's like you're in the story. And it's like, oh, what happens now? Yeah. And then they show you what happens now. It's like, oh, a lot of the payoffs kind of didn't really feel like they were great payoffs. Yeah, because Tarantino's always said he's going to do 10 movies, so that's why I was wondering if he kind of that as one or two. So I think he's got one left, I think. The only one I haven't seen is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. His newest Which one. is funny. We, we saw a little bit of that in uh, our hotel room. Shit, yeah, we did. How the fuck did we do that? We, we actually turned on the TV. <laughs> it was just what's on the channel that was the TV was on. Yeah, that's right. Wasn't it the Bruce Lee scene too? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I got I got to watch that one of these days. So it's supposed to be pretty good. So even my mom liked it. So so shout out to my mom. Thanks for going to Idaho. Thanks shout out to the in laws for for taking care of us for four or five days. So shouts out to Liger. Happy birthday, Liger. Yeah, the legend. Um, yeah, and also shout out our friend Eric Freeds. Yeah, Mikey, we keep forgetting. So Eric, thank you for all your support. Thanks for the support. I get tagged a lot on music posts because me and uh, Mrs. Money 
introduced him to Baroness this year, and now Baroness is his most listened to artist on uh, Spotify. Oh, no shit. That rules. Yeah, we got to get Eric on here to get some stuff done, too. We've talked about that, so... Um, just been a weird year, high fivers. I'm sorry. Um, you know, we've had it's, it's new. This is all new. Yeah, we, there really wasn't a plan other than we're going to review Ring of Honor Wrestling from 10 years ago. Yeah, as far as like how we're going to format episodes, how we're going to do that, it was just like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. 10 years ago today, I had just gotten off a fucking 72 actually, it was 87 hour bus trip from Cusco, Peru. To Buenos Aires, Buenos Argentina, seventy so I mean, two hours as old as by myself, Will. And I don't speak a lick of Spanish. You don't say. That doesn't surprise me at all. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think this was the infamous night where I got drunk and took my pants off and got kicked out of an Argentina <laughs> bar. But... So, actually, I took my shirt off. Yeah, I got, I got thrown out of a bar and I took my shirt off and I was walking back to the hostel four and a half hours later. Saying don't don't cry for me, Argentina. So <sighs> that haircut does look spectacular. Well, I know this is an audio Thanks. podcast, but check out Will's new haircut posted on the on the on the Twitter machine. So um, she she's a uh, she's she's back down off that. She said that uh, it was the lighting. It was too early in the morning. So she's coming around on it now. Well, that's good. I think it looks spectacular. So. Um, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, shout out to all our, our brethren at the VGM. Um, you know, everybody, show Travis the Wrestle Special, listen to the Wrestle Special. Um, his his series where he does the the choose your own adventure wrestling story slammed was amazing. That so, sounds like fun. I'll have to find that. Yeah, because he's the one that actually introduced me to uh, Jedi Jack Eddy. So I know you're a fan of his too. So big, big, I. I one of my uh, online acquaintances, I'll call it, posted a thing about specifically in like the music industry, how loosey goosey people are. I was saying like, "Oh, my friend, my friend." Like, I don't know you. I ain't your friend. Like, I played a show with you once. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I I wouldn't want to necessarily say I'm friends with Jedi Jack Eddie, but we've chatted. I've written a piece that I felt was at least in part inspired by his work. Yeah, I sent it to him. He read it. He said he really liked it. What more can I ask for? Maybe we should have him on. Did you like that? I'd like. I, the one thing I would ask for him is for more merch, because now he really just does stickers. Yeah, I mean the artwork is still amazing, but he doesn't have like the selection of prints and stuff available. Even though he did say if there was a print that wasn't available that I really wanted, he could make it happen. Nice. And uh yeah, hopefully by the end of the year we might have our strokes on a on an actual logo, Will. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I think you should listen to wrestling. Yeah, Travis does a great job. It's just a it's a different take on wrestling. Um yeah, he just he does some really off the wall goof bullshit. I love it. So like he did one episode where he took like famous um he took like a famous Ric Flair promo and he threw it like through Google Translate through like 37 different languages. And then what came out on the end? Um, just, just off the wall shit like that. So um, he's got a very creative brain like you do. So, um, but yeah, I know I'm forgetting 6,000 people here. Uh, but yeah, all the high fivers, we appreciate all of you. But uh, Will, anything else for your post train to the station? 
No. Tip your waitresses, right? Tip your waitresses. Definitely tip your fucking waitresses. Don't be like certain people I know. Always tip your bartenders and waitresses. So, all right, high fivers. Everyone have a great week, and we'll talk to everybody later.